0: bringing to light hidden revelations. Don't be deceived. Resource can be deceptive. When God told Moses,
1: Stretch forth your road on a rock and water shall come out. Moses hates the rock. Water still came out. He got the resource, but God was displeased. So the fact that you are having resource does not mean. God is pleased with you. Building faith through God's word. People say Christianity is all about ups and downs. It is never true. The Bible says we shall be the head and not the tail. So we don't go up and come down. Our life is not up and down. Our lives is up and up only. Impacting lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Say yes to the Lord. What have you been struggling by yourself, by strength, shall no man prevail if you allow the holy spirit he will take you through
0: welcome to prophet victor's podcast we hope this message inspires you builds your faith and brings you closer to god enjoy this message
1: psalm 91 verse 1 On thursday i explained the verse one he that dwelleth in the sacred place of the High shall abide under the shadow of the almighty So I explained that abiding in the secret place, it means to abide in the presence of God. And how do we abide in the presence of God? We abide in the presence of God by prayer, having communion with God, having intimacy with God. Pastor Timothy was talking about the presence of God by engaging, communication. You enjoy someone's presence by communion, by talking by having a conversation. And so we enjoy the presence of God by having conversation with God, by talking with God, not talking to Him, communion with Him, talking with Him. Many Christians talk to God, they don't talk with Him. And so the reason why that people do not receive answers to their prayer is because they talk to God instead of talking with Him. When we talk of communication, communication is a two-way thing so as i communion with you when i said how are you i'm expecting you to answer me i am fine when i say where are you going i'm expecting you to answer me but many christians pray without requesting or expecting answer they just pray they have made a prayer duty it is my duty to pray as a christian they have made prayer an emergency as it from their trouble oh because my relationship is not working because my marriage is not working because my job is not working because this and that this and that so i'm going to pray when you do that or if you are like that usually you don't see the power of prayer or you cannot enjoy the presence of god because you only know that the time that i have to pray is when things are not okay when things are bad these are the times that people pray but how many times will you wait for things to get worse before you pray that is why many christians are experiencing ups and down ups and down situations in their lives because they have not made prayer a habit and so they pray things begin to work now they stop praying the enemy come to attack and destroy everything that we go back to God we pray and it works now we stop and things become worse and now we go back to God and we pray no Christianity must be up and up only it must move forward there's no setback is it when people say life is ups and down, this thing is for unbelievers. A Christian must see only up and upward only. The Bible says, "He that is born from above is above all." You are not born to fail. You are not born to struggle. The Bible says, "We are born not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, by the word of God, which he liveth and abideth forever." Our seed. Is not a corrupt seed. Our seed is incorruptible seed. We are born by the word of God. And so your life must see progress if you're a believer. The moment you enter salvation, you are in a war with the enemy. The moment, the first day you accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you are in a battle with the enemy. You are in a war with the enemy. Prepare whether you are ready to fight or not. The devil is coming after you. The day you said, Today I accept Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. You have become an enemy to Satan. You have become an enemy to Satan. So sometimes I find it so funny what people I say, "Ah, but this person, I've not done anything to him. Why is he hating me? But I've not done anything. But No, no, the devil is not waiting for you to do something. The fact that you are born again, you are a threat to him. And So the fact that you are a threat to him, he will fight you any means possible to get you out of salvation. And so when you accept Christ, you are in a battle with the devil. Whether you like it or not. He is coming. Whether you are ready to fight or not, he is coming. That is why you cannot relax. That is why you cannot joke with your prayer life. Because devil is not joking with you. The Bible says he is seeking whom he may devour. In other words, he cannot devour everyone, but he seeks people when he comes and you are so cold, he comes after you but if you are a prayerful person you are always in the presence of God and when you are always in the presence of God the enemy cannot find you the enemy only can find you outside the presence of God if you are in the presence of God the enemy cannot find you Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus when he was found alone Jesus never mentioned that Judas Iscariot is going to betray him he availed himself the devil saw That this guy likes money. He loves money. So if I give him money, when I isolate him and I give him money, he will do whatever I'm requesting for him to do. Anytime you find yourself or you realize that you have a certain weakness, don't ever get yourself alone. Don't ever say, no, me, I just want to be alone. Me, no, no, no. Those times you get yourself frustrated, the enemy will use you before you realize he has finished using you. Anytime you find a certain weakness, communicate it to people that can help you. Don't keep it to yourself because enemy knows it. The devil knows it. He will hate it and get you. If he realizes that you are fearful, oh my God, he will frustrate you with fear. When you sit there, you bring empty imagination. Now you will see yourself. There are people in the room yet. There's no one there. You're the only one. Communicate your weakness, always. Always, whatever you are weak at, communicate to someone who will help you. Don't keep it to yourself. The enemy will use it against you. Anytime you find yourself frustrated, talk to someone who can get you out of that corner. Because if you stay there, oh, let me be alone. Let me stay alone. I mean, just... Keep to myself. No, 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 no. When you do that, you are actually wounding yourself. I know a friend of mine. Yesterday, I was so hard on her. He so, oh me, I'm in a season. Mm. I hear it from many people. Or oh, this season of my life, and people have been in that season for so many years, and they claim we are in a season, a certain season. How many seasons that we entered this year? How many seasons have we been in? They have been changing We sometimes there are some seasons, three months. There are other seasons, four months. There are other seasons, two months. But you alone, you have been in a certain season of your life. Because you have classified, I'm in a season. Me, I am not in a season. No, my life is not in seasons. The only season that even if I get into a certain season, by some few, I have to move forward to another. Oh, I mean, this season of my life. I know things are not working, but I know it's a season. No. Even God does not classify our seasons or the things we go through as seasons. He said, but your light affliction, your light affliction, what you are going through, God calls it light. You are calling it season. That is why you have been in for so many years and you are not seeing anything. Oh, this season, season. Come on, don't never, ever say that. When you are going through a problem, don't call it a season. Don't call it like that. Don't call it like that. And anytime time you find yourself struggling, communicate. Talk to people who will help you. Don't keep it to yourself. You hear people, oh, I just want to keep it to myself. You can't solve it. You get more confused. The enemy will bombard you the more. The more you keep quiet, the more the devil speak to you, whisper negative stuff to you, and you get more frustrated. You get more frustrated. Oh, I'm in a silent moment. Have you wondered, anytime you say that, I'm in a silent moment, it's time to keep it to myself. That's when you become more confused. That's when you hear negative thoughts. That's when the devil tells you things are not working. Have you observed that? The only time that you find me in a silent moment that I don't talk to anyone is in my prayer time that I'm talking to God. Is my fasting time that I'm waiting upon the Lord. That is the only time I become quiet that I don't talk to anyone. But if I find myself struggling with certain things, I talk to people. I don't keep things to myself. If I know I realize I'm trying and I'm not able to deal with it. For 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and I'm still not able to deal with it. I have to tell the other party for me to be helped, to come out. Yeah, immediately I have to tell someone, Hey, this is what I'm going through. And a person begin to talk to me and help me come out. Don't keep it to yourself. Because if you do that, you are harming yourself. You are killing yourself. The devil will condemn you, will frustrate you. I am telling you, do this was struggling with money and he refused to tell Jesus. And so the devil used it and through that he hanged himself. Even after he saw Jesus, if he came back to Jesus, I believe that Jesus would have done something for him. But when he saw Jesus and now he regretted, he separated himself and that is why the spirit of suicide came upon him and he went to hang himself. The same devil attacked Peter, and Bible said that Jesus said to Peter, the devil has sought to swift you like a wit, but I have prayed for you. Why? Because Peter was in the presence of God. So God was able to discern his problem and he prayed for Peter. Do you think you can solve it yourself? You can't, I'm telling you. I'm not saying this to say that go about telling people your problem. Look for the one you trust. Look for someone who can help you. You are in a relationship, things are going bad. Don't keep it to yourself. Talk to someone to help you. You are trying to take a decision and you feel so confused. Talk to someone to help you. Because the more confused you become, the more the enemy will confuse you. And by the time you realize you are taking the wrong decision. Is there anything you are battling in life that you need help? For so many years, talk to someone. Don't keep it to yourself. So, when we find ourselves in the presence of God, the enemy cannot attack us. And I've said earlier that when you become born again, you are a threat to the kingdom of hell. And so, they engage you in battle, whether you are ready or not. That is why the Bible calls us soldiers. When you are a soldier, you have to be ready to fight war. That is why you prepare before you get into it. So, we prepare by reading a word by praying so when the devil comes at you because you are in the presence of god and you are full of the word of god he cannot prevail he cannot prevail there are some verses it does not work or does not become effective in our lives if we don't have the revelation of it and when you are in the presence of god you have revelation of verses and so therefore when the enemy comes Quoting a scripture is not enough, but having revelation behind the scripture you are quoting is what is powerful. And you can only have revelation on the scripture you are quoting by being in the presence of God. People have been quoting, "No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper." In the name of Jesus, any weapon that is formed against me, it shall not prosper. It shall not prosper yet; it will be defeated. The following the a small weapon hits them, brah, and they are underground. Their legs are lesser in the sky. They know, oh God, save me. Oh God, save me. When they get up, see their mouth, oh, no weapon, no weapon. Huh? Mm. One day, I'm going to talk about how people attract war or battles on their lives. We are not to go into the devil's territory. Just remain in the presence of God. You find someone, he is praying concerning a job or maybe finances or maybe his marriage or praying for someone. Then they go, I pray, any witchcraft, any territorial power. Oh my God, you are attracting battle to yourself. If you are trusting God for a marriage, just pray God, I trust you that you give me a good marriage. Any spirit that is after my marriage. So you go and pray all this prayer. And when you come home, you are lazy. You can't continue praying. So you go to church, you pray any family curse. Every witchcraft, every demon. When you come, you eat, you sleep. Then So the demon are awakening and they come after your life. Frustrate you. Destroy you. Don't get yourself in a battle you are not prepared to fight. I've never prayed against my hometown. No, 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 I don't have time. There are many blessings in the word of God that I I can use to pray. I used to pray, but by the revelation I've received, I have refused to pray against the activities of the witchcraft unless God has revealed to me. So when I'm targeting, I know where I am hitting. When you're a soldier and you go to the battle, you cannot be just shooting anyhow. The enemy will kill you. You have to see and target and shoot. But many Christians are shooting Anyhow, you don't know the source of the situation or the problem you are going through, yet you are just praying vain prayers by attacking demons, by attacking family cases and all that. Are you sure what you are going through is a family case? Are you sure? Don't engage battles you are not ready to fight. And after you are going to church, pray all those prayers, you come home and you don't continue pray. You think you are finished. You think the demon died when you were in church? Spirit do not die. They don't. And so you say, any demon that is after my life, die by fire. Die by If they die, you wouldn't have come and meet them. Because you know how many people who have attempted to kill them and they are still alive? If they, if they die, my brother, my sister, you wouldn't have come and meet them. Spirit do not die. So stop killing them. Because you are wasting your time. Spirit, do not die. When God was teaching us, when the Bible was teaching us how to deal with the devil, He said, Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. We don't kill him, we resist his activities. Jesus said, Cast out the devil, cast him out, don't kill him. Jesus never said, Any demon die so where did this doctrine came from by killing demons by killing witches and so because you have prayed and you said there's this woman who is after your life and you pray and the woman that you think you have killed no the spirit goes to another person and continue the work i was praying for a certain lady me usually i don't entertain demons talking back to me if i come after you go You must go. I don't need you to converse with me. Who are you? Where do you come from? What are you doing to her? No, 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 no. I don't have those time. Jesus never did that. Jesus never had a conversation with demons. It was only time that he asked, what is your name? Because sometimes when you are dealing with a demon, you have to know who that demon is. So if you are not able to discern, that this is a spirit of this, this is a spirit of that, then you can ask, what is your name? That is how far you can go. You can't go any further. What is your name? Now, my name is this, that you address him by the name. You foul spirit, you spirit of damn, you spirit of poverty, go and that is it. That is all you need to address them. So if your discernment is sharp, and you are able to descend, the kind of spirit is in operation, then you don't need to ask their name. But if you are not able to descend, then you can ask, who are you? When they mention, I am this, and they you spirit of this, go, and that is it. And some of them can even have a whole hour conversation. Who are you? My name is this. Where do you come from? Then they mention, what have you done to him or her? And they said, why are you doing that? They are unnecessary. It's a waste of time. And let me tell you one thing. The Bible calls the devil the father of lies. The father of lies. He mm-hmm. said he is a liar from the beginning and there's no truth in him. So, what makes you think the conversation you are having with him is telling you the truth? Because the Bible says he's a liar. So, what makes you think that the conversation you are having with that spirit is telling you the truth? He can tell you just one truth. But the rest of them many people don't know he will just tell you lies and take your your attention from the real thing take you from elsewhere so you'll be dealing with different thing yet the main problem is there because you chose to talk to him and have conversation with him so when we are always in the presence of God we don't experience difficult times because our lives are always progressing our lives are always seeing increase He that dwelleth, he that abides, he that sits permanently. That is what Psalm 92 verse 11, he said, He that is planted in the house of God shall flourish. He that is planted, rooted, rooted. When you plant something, its roots enter into the ground. He that is planted in the house of God shall flourish, shall flourish. You only flourish when you are planted. Many Christians are not planted. Many Christians do not dwell. Are not dwelling. They visit. He that dwelleth, not he that visits, not he that visits. He that dwelleth, you have to abide in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Psalm 91, verse 2. You see, he that dwelleth in a secret place shall abide under his shadow. And he will say of the Lord, he is my protector. So when you are in the presence of God, you are so confident of his protection. For example, if a young child, maybe somebody tells a baby that I will beat you and the baby runs into his father, he is so sure he can talk back because he is so sure that because he is with the father, the father will protect him from being beaten so if you dwell you are so sure of his protection he said I will say of the Lord he is my refuge he is my protector my God in him I trust so when you abide in the presence of God you trust God the more people who are not able to trust God with their life is because they are not abiding they are not in the presence of God because if you dwell you have trust in God He will keep you safe from all hidden dangers. There are dangers that are hidden. There are dangers that are hidden. There are so many attacks from the devil that you have no idea. Hidden dangers. He will keep you safe. If you are in his presence, then he will keep you safe from all hidden dangers. Do you know how many times we have eaten poison? and we are still alive. Do you know how many times that we have walked on juju powers and nothing happened to us? Last time I was there, and one of my church members came to tell me that there was this woman that came to my church. They had gone for a prayer meeting somewhere, and this thing popped up. I wasn't there. This woman said he was prayed for, and he was conversed. He said, there's this young man who has come to this community. He's worrying us a lot. He's worrying us a lot. We have done all that we could. And imagine, I didn't know I've eaten this woman's food. You buy me food, I will eat. You bring me cassava. You bring me sugarcane. You bring me plantain. Every food, he will bring it to me. He will give me money. Ignorantly, I was eating, not knowing she had an agenda. But I ate and nothing happened to me. These things happen to people that dwell in the presence of God. So what happened was that later she left the church. The Bible said, you drink deadly poison and it shall not harm you. It doesn't apply to anyone. It applies to people that have revelations, people that dwell in the presence of God. They have union and fellowship. You are full of fear and you want to try it. It doesn't work that way. He said he will keep you from all hidden dangers there are dangers that are hidden the Bible said the a prudent man foresees evil from afar and he hides himself but a foolish man just gets himself to it and he's punished when you are in the presence of God you see evil that are coming you see hidden dangers God keeps you from hidden dangers And the Bible said, he protects us from all deadly diseases. That is why I am so sure, 100% sure, that I can never be affected by this virus, coronavirus, or whatever virus they call themselves, tuberculosis, HIV, whatever. I cannot, I cannot be affected by it. I can't, I can't. Why? Because I am in the presence of God. The Bible says he will deliver us from all deadly. My God, I don't know. He will deliver you from deadly diseases. If you are in the presence of God, he will deliver you from all deadly diseases. That's why I am so sure I cannot die by sickness. How? 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 I can't. It is not possible. It is impossible. I can't. Because I am in the presence of God. I am in the safest place. I can't. I can never be affected by coronavirus. I can shake somebody who has it. I can hug them. Yet I can have it. Because I am protected. I am. I am protected. I am safe under his arms. I am safe in his arms. I am safe in his presence. I am protected. I am preserved by God. The Bible said he will not allow his righteous to see corruption. He will not allow his righteous to see corruption. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so therefore, I cannot see corruption. Anything that corrupts cannot affect me. Never. He will deliver us from our diseases. Come on. He will cover you with his wings. He will cover you. With his wings, he will cover you with his wings. Let me read from here. He said, his massive arms are wrapped around you and protect you. His massive hands are wrapped around you. My God, God wraps you with his arm. Which devil can snatch you from God's hand? His massive arms will wrap around you. My God, the safest place to be is not in your boyfriend's hand. Oh, when you go to see your boyfriend, he cuddle you, then he say, oh, I love to be here. Oh, such a, a warm place. I feel so warm. Oh, my God, hold me tight. Oh, my God, hold me tight. Baby, hold me tight. Hey, my sister, wake up. Wake up. The safest place to be is in the arms of God. Because when your boyfriend gets angry right now, he will leave you and you fall to the ground. Blah! He's a, oh, I never thought he would do that. He's a man. So don't feel so safe. In that boyfriend's hand. <laughs> the hands are leaking. You can easily fall. Feel safe in the presence of God. Oh, my boyfriend, as my boyfriend, he loves me. Oh, I love the way you touch me. Anyway, let's move on. And he continues saying. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide, my God. You can run under his covering and majesty and hide. In other words, anytime there's an evil coming, those of us who have seen how a hen raises children, anytime that they see an enemy coming, all the children run and they will go and hide under the wings of the mother. That is how God protects us. When they see evil coming, we run under his shelter and we hide ourselves. The Bible said that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are saved. We run. run. His arms of faithfulness are shielded, keeping you from harm. His faithfulness are shielded, in other words god does not fail so you can be so sure his faithfulness are your shield his faithfulness are your shield he does not fail the bible says he's not a man that he should lie neither a son of man that he should repent his faithfulness are your shield verse 5 he says you will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night No, have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Some of you, when you sleep and you off the light, you are so afraid. It's because you are not being cuddled by the hand of God. You have not committed yourself in the presence of God. The Bible says when you are in the presence of God, you are not afraid about demonic attack. If they like, they should come to your room. They cannot do anything to you. Is it this thing that we watch in the movie? It's just a movie, I'm telling you. It's not real that when somebody sleeps, the demon comes and takes his spirit away. It doesn't work like that. It's a movie. It's a movie. When you sleep, they can't come and take. In fact, your spirit is in the spirit of God. That is the Holy Ghost. And Holy Ghost is in you. So they cannot come and remove your spirit away. No, no, no. devil cannot remove your spirit away. Those things are movie. It is not real. When you are in the presence of God, you are not afraid. It's the one man slept, the enemy came to sow tests. If you are in the presence of God, the devil cannot sow any bad thing in your life, even when you are asleep. He said, You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Verse 6 Don't fear a thing, whether by night nor by day. Demonic dangers will not trouble you. They will not trouble you. You will find yourself safe. They will not trouble you, nor would the power of evil launch against you. Verse 7 Even in the time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscratched and unharmed you Oh, Even when there are disaster, have you heard a lot of coronavirus? These people are being attacked. These people are dying. These people are going through that. The Bible says you will remain unscratched, (laughs) unscratched and unharmed. I am so secured. Tell yourself, I am so secured. No matter what comes, i will remain unscratched and unharmed i want you to say this after me said i am so secure no matter what comes my way i will remain unscratched and unharmed yeah these are the things you have to be confessing he said you remain unscratched Unharmed. In other words, you and people will go through the same situation, yet when you come out, you feel so stronger than before, and the people are dying. Just you being in the presence of God. Says, when we live our lives within the shadows of God Most High, our secret hiding place we will always be shielded from harm. The Bible says when we live in the presence of God, we will always be shielded from harm in other words there is no harm that will come after you how then could evil prevail against us or disease affect us he's asking if you are in the presence of god he's asking you if you are in the presence of god how can evil prevail against you or disease infect you how can coronavirus infect you how how, how? how can evil prevail against you how if you are in the presence of god if you are in the presence of god how can evil prevail against you how can sickness infect you how you said somebody had flu and you came close with the person and the next day you have flu How? how 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 ask how Or somebody had this, and because I came close, I had it. How? It can't. Because you are in a surface place. Always long to be in the presence of God, I am telling you. The surface place to be is in the hands of God. That's the surface place to be. We are praying tonight, and we are telling God that God I long to be with you. I just want to be in your presence. We need the presence of God. Like he never before. We need to live there. That is our dwelling place. That is where we nourish. We nourish. That's where we need to be. In His presence is where we need to be. In His presence, we need to stay. There's this song that says When the oceans rise and tenders roll, I will sow with you above this sky Father, you are King. Over the storm, I will be still, I know you, you are God, I will be still, I know you hide me now, I mean, wing. I, I don't really know how to sing it, but I love it. We need to hide under the wings of cold. And so the songwriter said, When the oceans rise, when the tender rose, I will sow with you above it. Why? Because I am under your wings. We are praying. And now, I'm lost without you. Oh, and now, I'm desperate for you oh and now uh, i'm lost without you david said that cast me not away from your presence he saw the necessity to be in the presence of God. How necessary it is. How valuable it is to be in the presence of God. So he said to God that, Oh God, cast me not away from your presence. Cast me not away. No matter what I have done, God. Cast me not away. Because I am saved then. I am saved there. He saw. That's why he said, He that dwelleth. He that dwelleth. That dwellet, the safest place. I am telling you, it's not in the beautiful house, the safest place to be is in the hands of God. It's in the hands of God. It's in the hands of God. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus. More of you. I want more of you. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. You can't have enough of God. You can't. Always long. The more deeper you go, the more you want to go deeper. The more closer you become, the more you want to get closer. That's what the Bible said in the book of James said, "Draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you." When you come closer, God wants to come closer, not because God is far away. The more you draw closer to Him, this scripture means. Let me interpret this scripture to you. It said, "Draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you." It means God is not far, and so. The more closer you draw to God, the more you realize how real God is, or how real God is. So you become awareness of His presence because you have drawn closer. And so when you draw closer, you realize that He is even more closer. That is I say, draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. In other words, get more close to me, and you realize how close I am to you. Lift your voice and begin to pray that God. I want to be in your presence. I've abided in my certificate. I've abided in my business. I thought what I had was enough. But God, I realized that the one I need most is you. Just lift your voice and pray that God keep me in your hands. Keep I me. Thank you. Let me be found, okay, saved. My family, my certificate, my business, my finances. I bring all of them that we hide in your presence. If you are listening to me and you are not born again, You have not accepted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you died and rose up again. From today, I accept you as a Savior and the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name,
0: Amen. If you've prayed this prayer, you are born again. You're a child of God. Your name is in the book of life. Join any Bible-based church and keep God first place. Your life will never be the same again. We'd also like to walk with you through this new journey of salvation. You can reach us through our email at prophetvictorcoffee at gmail.com. It is written in the description box below or inbox us on any of our social media platforms. And our team will follow up on you so find us on youtube at the voice of revival Kabasha, on instagram at the voice underscore of revival and on facebook at the voice of revival thank you for joining us we hope you've been blessed if you have kindly shared with somebody help us spread the gospel of christ don't just eat plant the word in somebody else's life hit share hit subscribe follow us on podcast too thank you for being connected to this ministry may you bear much fruit god bless you